Welcome to Cole Sports. You have entered the zone called sports on another level. And now, here's your host, Cole Johnson. Cole Sports! I am that man, your man, the illustrious tour guy, Cole Johnson. And on this episode, we're going to talk about a big arm, a big mediocre arm, going out into the Rockies. A pimp. One out of Pittsburgh details later of course we're going to go in on a subject upon further review is going to be i guess a master class and celebration and perspective and of course we're going to award the adult of the week but for right now let's get to the headlines dateline baltimore and denver so ravens quarterback joe flacco Oh, well, he's not the Ravens quarterback anymore. After being benched in favor of Lamar Jackson in the run and stress drive of the Ravens this past year to the playoffs and their AFC North Division Championship, Flacco is now the new quarterback of the Denver Broncos. And so it has been pretty much, I guess you could say, a referendum on Elway looking to win now. After all, with quarterbacks, since he has been the GM, they have been the following. Brock Osweiler, Peyton Manning, Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch, and now Case Keenum. Talk about a murderous row of arms outside of Peyton. That's pretty much what has been the signal caller ever since Elway has been the general manager of the Broncos. And someone joked as saying, well, Elway probably is trying to find some quarterback that is not quite as good as he is because he still wants to be known as the greatest Broncos quarterback of all time. Well, yeah, that is the case, and his decision-making is pretty much helping that out. Now, will Flacco do anything? He'll do some things, but he's not going to take the Broncos to the promised land because the defense is getting a little longer in the tooth. They're not the 2015 squad that they once were. They're not as talented, they're not as deep, and they're not as young, and they're not as athletic. And when you have that issue and you couple it with a, a team with an offense that pretty much is the bottom of the league, in that department, more struggles will continue. Dateline Boston. Now, amazingly, the Blackhawks have struggled. They fired their head coach. They really were circling the drain, and all of a sudden, they found the switch. And after their seven-game winning streak, they went to the TD Garden to face off against the Bruins, and they walked away with an L with the Bruins snapping their seven-game winning streak, beating the Blackhawks 6-3 to on the ice Tuesday night. Brad Marchand had this to say after scoring during a four-minute span, one of the three Bruins had scored during the four-minute span. Quote, We're going to need contributions from everybody, with Pasta going down like that. It's great to see them add so much depth to our group. We need that to continue. Close quote. Yeah, well, their stretch is going to be happening sometime now. Will they be in the Stanley Cup's playoff stretch? Well, we'll find that out. Same thing with the Blackhawks. They seem to right the ship a little bit. Will they also make it to Lord Stanley Cup's playoffs? Mid-April's not that far. We're only talking two months. We'll see then. Dateline the A. The New York Knicks finally know how to win a basketball game. First victory in over a month, they beat the hapless Hawks to notch their record at 11 and 47. That's so good to do. I mean, they are striving hard. I'll tell you what they're striving hard for a little later in this segment. It looks like the team is fighting hard, or are they? Well, I guess you peep, you have to peep the comments of one head coach, David Fisdale. Quote, We hung in there, and despite the losses we had faced all the way, even up to the break, and again, I keep talking about this team's character, it would have been very easy for us to check out and get on to whatever we were going to do. But we're desperate men. Those guys wanted that game really badly, and they came out, and they showed it. Close quote. Uh, Unfortunately, with the 18 games prior, they're showing that they want to have Zion Williamson next year. And of course, if you're thinking about being Knicks fan, they're praying for Zion, for Kyrie, and for KD to all be on the squad come October. 
but this is February. None of the three are on the team now. Calm it down, Knicks fan. Dateline Anaheim. Phenom Shohei Otani, who was set, slated to go underneath the knife for Tommy John surgery, decided to not go under the knife. Instead, he's going to play on, but he's going to rehab the arm, not get the surgery, and be nothing but a designated hitter. Yes, the Angels, as reported to us by the new manager there, Brett Osmus, basically is saying that Otani's not going to throw a pitch. He's not going to throw one at all. Now, maybe next year he might, but this year he's not going to. Otani sort of reminds me of uh, Rick Ankiel, but the difference is Ankiel's ability to play in the outfield wasn't really noticed. noticed. He had a live arm. He just didn't have a, a reliable one, but it turned out that it worked well as an outfielder. He had range as an outfielder and he actually had a bat, so he wasn't a liability. Otani almost reminds me of Ankiel. Difference is Otani can deal and hmm, knowing if knowing baseball players that I like I think I do. The longest money comes with either being a slugger or a pitcher. And when I mean pitcher, I mean a six inning ace. He has stuff that could be close to that. Will he jeopardize it by not getting this Tommy John surgery? Well, I guess we will see come March of 2020. Because as of now, Otani's not on the Angels pitching staff in 2019. Dateline Charlottesville! No, 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 no. We're not talking about a Dodge... Ram Charger using bodies as bowling pins. We're talking about Duke's second win over the University of Virginia. Not necessarily that game, but the central figure of that game, Zion Williamson, with the wonderful block that he had in the game. He was being scouted. One of those scouts was Lakers forward LeBron James. Asked about Zion, this is what LeBron had to say about him. Quote, For his size, how strong he is to be able to move like the way he moves, he's very impressive. I mean, everybody can see the athleticism. That's obviously, that's ridiculous. But the speed and the quickness that he moves at that size is very impressive. Close quote. What's also impressive is how LeBron, you simply still cannot turn off the recruit switch. Let your boy do that. Now, I guess you could say, I guess you're gonna say that you're being a fan and you're enjoying the action fine. Something tells me you ain't. But then again, I might be wrong. I don't think I am. Dateline Pittsburgh! Antonio Brown. The one who could possibly go down as the greatest wide receiver the Steelers has ever seen wants out. Yes, the wide receiver who has posted six straight 100 catch seasons for the team wants to chunk up the deuces and leave the scene but considering brown and considering the steelers and how they have been at least the last year if not for brown the last two or three this is pretty much how i'm picturing it I'm the greatest. <laughs> give me that. Give me that phone. I need to have a selfie. <laughs> yeah. How the do you do? How, how the do you do a do do a uh, one of those live things? <laughs> Antonio, look, look, we need to be serious here. Look, we want you on the squad, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> I'm interested in just being the best I can be, baby. <laughs> look how I am. <laughs> Man, this mean coat is gorgeous. Look at me. <laughs> I'm the greatest. <laughs> Antonio, we're being serious here. We have signed you for a long-term contract. You need to honor that contract and play for us. Now, whatever message you have on Twitter, that needs to stay there. You are a stealer. You will be a stealer until your next contract is up. And by our account... And by this paper that we're sliding in front of you, your contract is not up. <laughs> yeah, but your lameness is. <laughs> Look at me. I'm the greatest. <laughs> Somebody that give me a kiss. <laughs> I'm the greatest. <laughs> Antonio. Look, stop with the selfie crap, man. This is serious. You are a stealer. You are a stealer no matter what. 
Now, if you're going to act up like you're doing now, we're going to go out into the public like we did left beyond bail. <laughs> That's the problem. That's why I'm leaving y'all. <laughs> you and that fool Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, <laughs> why don't you get that old foggy out of here? I mean, <laughs> y'all don't say to him. I mean, that guy can rob a bank. That guy can that guy can rape women. Oops, I'm so sorry. I'm the greatest. <laughs> Get out my office. Get out my office now. <laughs> Man, I'm studying on them. Studying on them. <laughs> Give me a kiss. I'm the greatest. <laughs> When I come back, we're, of course, we're going to have the dolt of the week. We're going to put upon further review a subject that you will hear because immediately following the break, I got to <laughs> go Sports now on Radio Haver on RadioHaver.com every Wednesday, 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central. Thank you, VIP. Johnson Cole Sports Oh my goodness The Midwest is acting up again Okay so the cheese state Wisconsin is adamant about Celebrating Black History Month Good, nice, that's wonderful And there are many black Americans who are being honored by the state During this month But there is one figure that they Don't want to be honored that they can have this celebration as long as this figure is not a part of it. And because of that, I'm about to go. So we take the road trip up to Madison, Wisconsin, and the assembly there passed a resolution earlier this week to honor prominent African-Americans or black Americans during this month. And with them, the figures that are being honored are Condoleezza Rice, Reggie Jackson, among other figures. But there's a few in the state assembly who say that one name should be removed from the celebration. And that person's name is the current face of Nike Colin Kaepernick, Democratic Representative David Crowley, who resides in Milwaukee and drafted a resolution. He had this to say about that, saying that this saying that this episode is. Quote. A textbook example of white privilege, a slap in the face. Close quote. Now, here's what I find really interesting about this whole thing. So you mean to tell me that a governmental body can tell citizens who to and who not to celebrate? Let me see if I can wrap my brain around this. Let me see if I got what you're saying. So you all could dictate to me who my heroes can and can't be. I mean, it is like what Chuck D said in the song Fight the Power. Quote, most of my heroes don't appear on no stamp. Close quote. So if 
Colin Kaepernick is a hero, and to many Americans, he is. And I'm not talking about black America either. Then you all have to eat that and just say, well, I guess we gotta, we gotta celebrate it. We can't understand it. We don't understand it. We have to roll with it. How would you like it if I were to say that you shouldn't celebrate George Washington? You shouldn't celebrate Thomas Jefferson. You shouldn't celebrate Andrew Jackson. You shouldn't even celebrate Ronald Reagan. And many would be with me if I were to say you shouldn't celebrate Donald Trump, but you could celebrate the other presidents that have graced the White House. Just not those. How would you feel? You probably would call me un-American, right? You probably would say that, that I, I have no respect for history, right? You also would say I'm pretty stupid for asking that, right? Exactly. And this is a stupid ask because you have Kaepernick who not only is a hero to many, but we're talking about a Milwaukee native, one who has donated to countless causes, charities, and nonprofit organizations. One of them being the urban underground that's in Milwaukee, donating 25,000 who, and that's an organization who works with teens. So you mean to tell me this is not heroic? This isn't role model like? All because many of you out there took what he did as an affront to the country when it wasn't. I can think of many things that many people have done that's an affront to America, but people laud them for it. Cabinet's not one of them, but maybe I'm seeing this in a different or not so enlightened of light, I guess. A Republican representative from the state of Wisconsin had this to say about the resolution of leaving Kaepernick off of it. Quote, I think it's important to recognize the contributions of literally thousands and thousands of African-Americans to our state's history, but also trying to find people who, again, bring us together. Not look at people who draw some sort of vitriol from either side. Close quote. I can think of someone who, in your stance, only five and a half decades ago, thought the same thing about this gentleman. They thought this person was looking at people who drew some sort of vitriol from both sides. His name, Martin Luther King Jr. The one that... You all are quick to say you should be more like him. He was for nonviolence and peace. And you're right. People who fight for freedom should be more like him. You know what happened to him, though? At the age of 39, he was gunned down off of a balcony at a hotel in Memphis. Oh, and, and one year prior to that, you know how many Americans disapproved of Mr. King? You know how many? 66%. 66%. Two thirds of Americans thought that Dr. King was a blowhard one year before he became a martyr. And now if you take the same poll, pretty much you would have to be a racist or a person who simply has no soul in him or her to not say this guy did a big heroic thing. But five generations before, this gentleman was public enemy number one. And not just the government thought of him as that. But regular citizens thought of him as, what is wrong with this Negro and he needs to get off of my TV set? Why is he bringing to my front door problems that don't even involve or concern me? That is what we had to deal with then and with Colin Kaepernick, who is far lower then what King, Dr. King did, we're facing that same issue now. Kaepernick is not drumming up vitriol from both sides. It's not about that at all. What it is about is honoring a Wisconsinian. Why don't you honor him like you would J.J. Watt, for example, a fellow Wisconsinian? Why don't you honor him in the same light? Because he contributes to charities and to nonprofits, just like Kaepernick does. But he's a good old-fashioned American farm boy. Kaepernick because he decided to take on an issue that, as I said about Dr. King, doesn't visit your front doorstep. He's, he's considered a traitor and a, an un-American, and he is a thug. I'll put it out there in language that you all probably say in closed circles. A thug, not a thug, a thug. That's not polite language, but you know something? You all are wrong. Why would you, why would you, Wisconsin, 
tell people who to honor and how to honor them. As far as I can remember, this is a free country. I can choose to celebrate whom I want. And if that is disagreeable with you, I would have to deal with the consequences for the choices that I make. Because just as much as you have the freedom to talk about things that you don't like about me, I have the freedom to say it. Wisconsinians have the freedom to celebrate and honor and commemorate who they think is a hero to them. And Colin Kaepernick is one. Whether you all like it or not, I don't care if it's Republicans because it's not even them. I don't care if it's white people because it's not even them either. If you have an issue about him, fine. But don't bring the you shouldn't celebrate him to those who do. Because just like with Dr. King, when people celebrated him, but two thirds of this country thought that people were crazy to celebrate him and commemorate him and to honor him, even with all the good that he showed in front of this country, Two thirds of this country still thought that he was nothing more than a nuisance. You couldn't tell them to not celebrate Dr. King. Well, you can't tell them to not celebrate Colin Kaepernick either. But this person is going to celebrate him. Although I'm not a Wisconsinian. I respect what that man's doing. A lot. Anyway, when I come back, <laughs> the doubt of the week is next. You've tuned into the classiest sports show on the planet. What would that be? Why, it would be Cold Sport! From the vault, a look back at a key moment in sports history. February 16th, 1972. The magic carpet ride that was the purple and gold, the Los Angeles Lakers, were riding a record 33-game winning streak that year. Well, this didn't happen during the streak, but a monumental record was set. Not broken, set. As the center of the Lakers, Wilt Chamberlain scored his 30,000th point for his career. In the game, he had 19 points in a losing effort as the Lakers fell to the, the Suns 110-109. At the time, he was the fourth leading scorer on the team after Jerry West, Gail Goodrich, and Jim McMillan. But it still was a mark to remember because he was the first to do so. Wilt Chamberlain the most dominant force in NBA history is the first man to score 30,000 points in an NBA career. From the vault, brought to you by Goal Sports! Johnson here. We ain't wasting any more time. Bring it on. Don't of the week. Don't of the week. It is sponsored by nobody, but we still are going to give it to you straight with no chaser. The winner of this episode's Don't of the Week is 
Saints owner, Gail Benson. Now, why is she being honored for this dubious distinction? I am so glad you asked. Well, I could stamp this on her for the performance that she has put forth ever since the Saints were booted out of the NFC Championship game last month with their 26-23 loss to the Rams, the eventual NFC champs, for, of course, the call that should have been made that wasn't. But I'm not talking about that game. No, 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 no. And I'm not even talking about the NFL. So that means I'm not talking about the Saints. No, I'm talking about the other team she owns, the Pelicans. Now, why is she on the list? Well, she's on this list because she decided to sign off on firing general manager Dell Dimps because he actually showed he had a set. Now, there's many people who say that the Pelicans should have done their due diligence earlier. They were at fault for not going to their star player and asking him if he wanted to stay a Pelican, that they should have said this behind closed doors. They should have breached that subject with him. No, they should not have breached that subject with him. He should have broached, he should have breached that subject with the ownership, with general management, with the front office. It is incumbent upon Davis to share that with them. Not the media. And Davis should have watched what Chris Epps Persingis, the former Nick, now Maverick, did. He went to Dolan, James Dolan, the the owner of the New York Knicks. He said, you're putting forth a clown show. I don't want to be a part of this clown show crap. Get me out of this building. Get me into another situation, one that is actually committed to basketball. Not how many kazoos can be played at one time at Madison Square Garden. He didn't say it to the media. He didn't say it in front of people. He said that in front of the organization behind closed doors in private. And what did they do? They honored that that wish and decision. What did Anthony Davis Jr. do? He decided to slide in front of a mic and say, I want to be traded and I want to be traded to the Lakers. I've heard people down below want ice water. Is they getting it? I don't think so. And that's what Dimps did. He looked at Davis. He looked at Paul. He said to them that, okay, fine. You want to be traded? Good. But you know what? This is not a contract year. You won't be a free agent after this year. You will be one after next And we're going to get the deal that we want. And we're going to get the deal that is favorable to us, not you. And it's not going to be the Lakers for right now. Because there isn't a piece on their team outside of that broken down jalopy named LeBron James who we want. We don't want Alonzo Ball whose father probably could play better basketball than he can. We don't want a Brandon Ingram who people have glossed him to be the next Kevin Durant. But the dude just simply can't get out of his way. And we don't want a Kyle Kuzma who, yes, he's probably the best of the bunch. But I don't want him as a throwaway. Because guaranteed, he would probably want to be the first to be up and out of there just like Davis is doing now. And we could care less about any of the other players that they're going to offer us. So the Lakers couldn't catch a hint. (laughs) The Pelicans didn't answer the phone. The Lakers kept pressing them. They picked up the phone. The Pelicans did. Dimps heard the offers. He was like, guess what the Lakers are willing to do? Look how thirsty they are. Look at it. Look at it for all the world to see. This group is thirsty. And you know what I'm going to do? I ain't going to quench that thirst. Davis is a Pelican. and He's going to stay a Pelican after this trade deadline. And if you all don't like it, that's tough. He's property of the Pelicans. He's going to stay that way, whether you like it or not. And if you do, good. If you don't, shut up. It's that simple. And for the fact that Dip showed he had a pair of balls, you fire him. What a bunch of crap. I think the coach who has been in the GM shoes, Alvin Gentry, says it best about the situation with the Pelicans. Quote, to tell you the truth, 
This whole thing has been a dumpster fire. Close quote. Now, Dempsey's been, or was, I should say, the general manager of the Pelicans for nine years. And people are probably saying, well, he got the axe because of the Davis debacle. Well, one, that isn't a debacle. Two, he made the right move. Because three, nobody should force your hand into making a deal until you're ready to see all the parts that's in it for you. So that's not a debacle. That's not a debacle. That is a shrewd move. I want something commiserate to the quality that I'm about to release. And I'm sorry. Kuzma, Ingram, and Ball, and two first-round draft picks is still not enough quality for Anthony Davis. There's got to be more than that. And the Lakers don't have it unless they decide to trade LeBron James. And you know that is not happening. Now, we could go back to last year where he decided that he wanted to, Dimps, put forth a two-year, $40 million deal to DeMarcus Cousins and Cousins decides to decline. Understood, because Cousins, best big man in the game, should not have been paid only $4 million more than Timofey Mozgov. So I'm with that. Now, if you're going to say to me, Dim should be fired for that, you can probably get me to say, I can, I can get with you on that. Firing him for Davis? No, sir. No, ma'am. Not here. He should not have gotten the gate. He should not have received a pink slip slid in front of his face. He should have had a Mardi Gras parade since you're about to throw it in, in, since you're about to throw it in New Orleans. He should have had a Mardi Gras parade right down Poitras Street saying, you are a man to be celebrated. Not thrown on his behind on the street. He did the right thing. The Lakers didn't put forth anything of quality to say, hmm, let me actually take a minute and decide if I want to take that or not. No. And many could say, well, yeah, he was stupid for not taking the Lakers on, on their offer. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. No. Because why would you want to basically make Lakers South? We already saw how it looked when they were out West. We already, we already witnessed without LeBron in the picture. And I'm not just talking about this year. We already saw what the team looks with Ball, Ingram, Kuzma. And remember, Randall is on the Pelicans. We already saw the act. They sucked and they weren't going anywhere fast. Dib saw that and said, I don't want that crap coming here. Pure, plain, and simple. I don't want that mess. I want winners, not crybabies who want to get whooped by 42. Not guys like D'Angelo Russell who wants to film recordings and conversations secretly through smartphones. I don't want that energy to come to the Big Easy. No, I want winners. I want a winning franchise. I want the franchise that showed prowess and promise last year when they bumped the third seed Blazers out the playoffs. That's what I want. That's who I want. I don't want a team that I can look at and pray that we win 30 games. That is what he did. He stood for that, stood up to that successfully and correctly said no and for his troubles he gets fired and that's why miss mrs benson you get the dolt award why because you did not award this man who showed gumption who showed who showed courage who said i don't want to be punked into a decision he did the right thing you, my dear, did the wrong thing. And that's why your organization is going to circle the drain even faster than it is now. Those first round victories that you celebrated only 10 months ago, they're going to become a distant memory very fast. 
because you all are running an organization that is spiraling downward quickly. You all should be ashamed. Why you fired a man for actually showing principle? Horrible. Horrible. When I come back, the NFL Colin Kaepernick settlement upon further review is next. Installment of Cold Sports. We're going to break down a little further the NBA All Star Game and Weekend. We, of course, are going to go in on another subject, have a from the vault, do a upon further review, and of course, the Delta of the Week. All of that is coming. And you also know the VIP honors will come soon to ears. And to a coldsports.com site nearest you. But that's for next week and that's for later. For now, I talked about him earlier in the going in segment. I'm going to talk about him again. Colin Kaepernick, he has been at the center of a lot of stories as of late. His collusion suit with the NFL is over, ending not with a decision, but a settlement. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that settlement in upon further. Review. The National Football League. They're going into their 100th season. We saw the commercial earlier this month. As to me, it was the best commercial of, of the Super Bowl commemorating the century mark anniversary. But things have not been so good for them. Of course, the concussion stuff and the CTE studies, Bounty Gate last decade, also Spygate last decade, Deflate Gate earlier this decade, teams moving from one city to another, but all have paled in comparison to a player or a former player suing the league for collusion. Now, for those who don't understand what collusion means, it basically is saying that there is a concerted effort to not hire or not permit or to permit somebody to come upon whatever it is. In in this case, in NFL, the ownership groups of all the teams and probably also the shield front office themselves had some sort of mandate to not hire Colin Kaepernick. That is what the suit pretty much was about. Now, early this year, the NFL tried to block. I'm sorry. Last year, the NFL tried to block the suit with Kaepernick. They went to a, they went to a judge in New York. They tried to get the case thrown out and said, well, this has no merit. This, 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 this case has no merit whatsoever, but a judge said, uh, yes, Mr. Kaepernick does. So we're going to have a trial. Yes, the NFL versus Colin Kaepernick will be a thing. It will be in the law books because you all are going to have to prepare your legal briefs. So they went in, they did battle, and this week, earlier this week, a settlement was reached between the NFL and Colin Kaepernick, along with Panthers cornerback, I'm sorry, Panthers safety, Eric Reed, former 49ers safety, Eric Reed as well. Now, it remains unclear if the NFL admitted any wrongdoing in this case or how much money others, along with Reed and Kaepernick, received, but know that they received money as a settlement. 
know that the shield coughed up money as a settlement. Now I'll go on the NFL side. Now they probably coughed up money because they don't want the headache any longer. They wanted to get rid of this headache. And you started to see, you started to see that during the summer of last year, when they went through the couple of years of Kaepernick kneeling, being controversial to the point where the ownership group decided to slide from the NFL Players Association and say, uh, mm, we are going to put forth a mandate and a protocol similar to the NBA, but our way. And the protocol stated that that they could protest. The players could protest, but they couldn't do it on the field. If you're going to be on the field, you stood for the anthem. If you're going to kneel or do any protestations whatsoever, you stay in the locker room. And if you do kneel on the field during the national anthem, your team will be awarded and assessed a 15-yard penalty. That mandate was put forth nine months ago. After it was put forth out into the media, the Players Association, or the Labor Union of the NFL, said, no, mm -mm, bring that back. And so before the season began, NFL and NFLPA settled with the ownership groups paying at least $100 million to all the players' charities to not have a protocol that the NBA has of this is what you do during the national anthem. So the players don't kneel. And in turn, the NFL contributes to the charities of the reason as to why Kaepernick knelt or the reason why people said Kaepernick knelt. Now on Kaepernick's side, there has been scuttlebutt saying that the new league, the AAF, the Alliance of American Football, said that we're going to open our doors and have Kaepernick play for us. You want to play football? Let's prove it. Mind you, players there have three-year contracts worth $250,000. Colin Kaepernick's last contract was worth $12 million a year. And so there was a story that came out saying that he said, okay, I'll play for the AAF, but I want a $20 million contract. And it turned out that that was a smear campaign because why would, why would that organization slide a contract in front of Colin Kaepernick when the big money is not being made in the AAF. It's being made in the NFL. And the greatest of the product is there, not anywhere else, there. So, of course, this further messed things up or was supposed to murky up Kaepernick's waters. Like when the Ravens were supposed to have tried out Kaepernick, but the ownership group said, nah. Or... John Elway, the general manager of the Broncos, saying, well, we offered the guy a contract, but he said no. But leaving out that he slid a contract in, in Kaepernick's direction when Kaepernick was a 49er. So there wouldn't have been a free agent signing. It would have been a trade. Things like that to discredit the man is why I, I, I shake my head vigorously about how this has been handled from the attacks toward him standpoint. Now, whatever the settlement is. Part of it, of course, is the cabinet can't talk about probably how much he made from the settlement or probably say anything disparaging toward the NFL or about the NFL. And I think part of the settlement in return probably has to be not only does he get a whole chunk of change, but he gets to be on a team come September. VIP, this has always been a football player at heart who wants to be on the field and prove that he can play. Am I saying that he's the best quarterback of all time? No. Am I saying he's the best quarterback of this era? No. But I am saying that with a guy that who has been to the Super Bowl and has been only 20 seconds or 15 yards away from a second one, you mean to tell me that this guy is not good enough to be in, in the league when you can have McCown, you can have Simeon, you can have Lynch, you can have McCarron, who's pretty good, but you can also have Nathan Peterman, a guy who completed only two passes this year in a game and completed more interceptions than he did pass completions, who the year before threw five interceptions. Not in a year, not in a season, not in a game, in a half. Yet Gruden of the Raiders, John Gruden, the head coach and I say de facto general manager of the Raiders, signed him to a contract. So he has an NFL contract. He can be on the field. So you mean to tell me those quarterbacks are good, along with Geno Smith? All of those quarterbacks are good. They're better. I'll even throw Josh Johnson and, and, and Mark Sanchez. I'll even throw Colt McCoy. All those quarterbacks are better than Colin Kaepernick. You all are out your doggone minds. You all need to take whatever you're smoking and put it far away from your mouth as possible because that does not wash. And for those who are constantly saying, well, 
Kaepernick took a settlement, he sold out. Or the NFL proved that they are the kings. Well, the NFL proved that they are the kings to a point. But understand this, the NFL, the National Football League, the way they are, just look at the Flategate, for an example. They levied a four-game suspension to Brady. Brady appealed it and got it successfully overturned. Goodell, not being not being plussed, undaunted, said, <laughs> no, that suspension is going to be overturned. Went back into court, got another hearing, overturned that overturn, and Brady served that suspension. That is the NFL in court. When they know they have you dead to rights, and I do mean dead in this case, they will fight hard. They will go to the wall. They will go to the gutter if they have to until they either outspend you or outlast you. But guaranteed, they're going to get the decision that they want in court. So to have the NFL say that they're going to settle with somebody, that means that Kaepernick had some smoke. That means that Kaepernick had some goods on him. That means that Kaepernick needed to be shut up. Because if the NFL didn't have anything against them, you would not have had the NFL rush to scratch a check and other demands to not have Kaepernick do anything but just take the check. And saying that he sold out is ridiculous. This is a civil court matter, which means Kaepernick was suing the league for a financial compensation. This wasn't a criminal trial where there isn't any money that will be exchanged. This was a civil matter, which means if the fa- if the judge ruled in Kaepernick's favor, he was the plaintiff in this case. If the judge ruled in the plaintiff's favor, he would receive a check. So if they let the trial play out and the judge threw a verdict of the NFL is liable and you're going to pay Kaepernick and whomever else filed the suit with them this amount of money. You would still say that Kaepernick sold out? He didn't sell out. He sued and got money. That's a win. That's a W. So you can say that, well, Kaepernick's all about the money. Well, when you sue somebody, what do you think it's about? M&Ms? Props? Street cred? No, it's about money. So Kaepernick didn't sell out. Kaepernick got exactly what he wanted, which was a judge to hear that this is some issues with the NFL. It's happening to me. I'm sliding this in your face because the NFL needs to be called upon it if they don't do anything about it. The NFL decided to do something about it because they didn't want to have their dirty laundry aired in front of public. Simple, plain, clear as crystal. So the NFL won in the aspect of the dirty laundry didn't get aired in public. Kaepernick is the bigger winner because he said, there is something wrong with you guys. You are excluding me from being an NFL player. You're excluding me from being an NFL quarterback. This is wrong. And I'm going to get the courts to decide what you all can't. I deserve to be on the field, period. And you're denying me being on the field. And the judge is going to see that. And the judge saw that. They guess the NFL saw that and said, well, no, 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 we can't. We can't look as though we are colluding with one another. We can't look as though that we may have an issue of, well, this player cannot play for this reason. That would look bad on the league. So in lieu of looking bad, we'll scratch a check. Let's give him a, a an amount that would be suitable for him to be satisfied with not going forth with litigation. That's not selling out. That is standing for a principle and getting what you deserve. And he probably got more than what he thought he would. So VIP, uh, Kaepernick didn't sell out. He was the biggest winner of us all because he said the NFL was colluding. They settled. So that means he was right. You have to face that. Kaepernick was right. Don't claim it was all about the money. But a big part of it was. It's that simple. Congratulations, Colin. This was a huge win for you and the movement that you started two years ago. I hope it continues. I hope you get on the field. And I ultimately hope that the misconstruction of why he protested fades because it wasn't about a flag it wasn't about a song it was and is and will be about innocent boys and innocent girls getting gunned down 
by police officers, unarmed, and not criminal. It's about that. And this man has to live. He saw his, he saw his livelihood infringed upon. He fought for his livelihood to no longer be infringed upon. And guess what? His livelihood will no longer be infringed upon with the NFL. That's a huge win for the face of Nike. If you happen to like this episode or any episode that you have heard thus far, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to ColdSports.com and you will get all of what you're seeking. If you want to save with your chest, if you want merchandise, you want to hear past experiences and, and appearances that I've made on other programs. If you want my book, The Five Greatest Quarterbacks of All Time. If you want other things such as you want to reach me through email or if you want this voice to represent your brand all you have to do is come on down to coldsportswithaz.com and if you want to listen to these episodes you can listen to other platforms that's on like iTunes like Spotify and others but you come first to coldsportswithaz.com that's coldsportswithaz.com I said you could check this show Every single week on Cole Sports with a Z dot com. And I only ask for three simple things outside of what I just did. Love your neighbor as yourself along with loving yourself with all of your heart, mind and spirit. Tell a friend to tell a friend about this particular program and enjoy the content. For the Intelligent Sportsman, I am Cole Johnson, and this is... You've been listening to Cole Sports with Cole Johnson.